All right. Let's get the show on the road. How's it going, folks? Welcome to Plan B with Brandon Shammy, the podcast where I have on friends, guests, we talk about what they're doing in life. Today on the show, I have Kareem El-Shabari. Very interesting background and knowledge in the music industry. You know what, guys? I'm sorry. There's a fee to actually listen to this podcast. It's true. If I provide you any sort of value, either entertainment or knowledge or just something that brightened up your day just a bit, you have to share this with a friend. You got to tell somebody. And if I don't provide you value, then you don't do that. But that's that's the price you got to pay. Anyway, he is working with a good friend. His name is Devin, goes by the surname Supreme Kai. If you don't know him, please go check him out on Spotify. He has fantastic work. We talk a, a good portion about that towards the end of the episode. And I give you a little sneak peek of one of his... No, I don't give you a sneak peek. I, give, I play the entire song at the end of this podcast. So either just skip forward to that or just look him up on Spotify. It's real good stuff, guys. Um, real excited about this. And I'm looking forward to the continuing friendship that Kareem and I have further cemented in this conversation. All right, peace. Enjoy, guys. All systems are good. All right, my lady dude, it's time for Plan B. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so my name is Kareem. Uh, Kareem El Shabari. Um, I met Brandon. Oh my God! Like, probably when we were like eight, seven. Elementary. Elementary. Yeah. So we, definitely, yeah. We play. We played soccer together. Um, we've been playing soccer together all the way from then to like my senior year of high school. We played travel. We played high school. Aside from soccer, though. Uh, I went to North Brunswick High School with Brandon. I'm Egyptian originally, first-generation American. Um, you know, uh, I got deep interests in music. I like reading. Um, what do you like to read? You want a book title or you want a genre? I want a book title and a genre. Okay, book title, book title. So uh, let me think of a good one. I want to think of one that's appropriate for everybody because I do have a good one by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Okay, but um, Why, is that not applicable to everybody else, or it's just very specific? So it's it's all right. So I have one called um, "Message to the Black Man." Okay, it's by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. It's a really good book. But um, I also I read a book not too long ago. It was about uh, the soul. I think I believe it was called "The Seat of the Soul." Um, I'm trying to think of who wrote it. John Rivera actually gave it to me. Shouts out to John Rivera if he hears this. But uh, Gary Zukov. Yeah, okay. That was a great book too. Um, What's that one about? It's very cheap. One ninety nine at Barnes and Noble. Yeah, John. John gave it to me. Shouts out to John. Thanks, John. (laughs) Uh, It's more so just about the exploration of yourself. You know, really getting to know yourself. I'm really into these like self enlightenment books. And, um, you know, John gave it to me and he was just kind of like, yeah, I, th- I think he was like, yeah, this, I saw this on like Oprah or something like, I don't know, some weird thing. Um, can you push the mic just a little closer to you? Stay where you are. Yeah. All right. Closer so, the better. So, um, you know, I, t- I took a dive into it by the gods. Like my, my good friend Darius was also reading at the same time, but it, it was really just about, um, you know, your perceptions and how to be a better person, how to rid yourself of your ego. Um, you know, it's really about the transgression, like just moving up, you know, just in life in general. It's essentially, yeah. Okay. Some good pointers. Are these more so just like lifestyle, not hacks, but things you can do to improve your life, whether it's just clearing your mind more. Does it speak anything on like meditation? It seems like they're looking at the cover of the book. I'm just predicting it's like very, <laughs> like you said, self-help, very just becoming one with who you are and understanding who you are as an individual. Um, I like that. That's that's like a spot on representation of it. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think if it really did touch in on meditation. Um, I don't think it did. To be honest, that's fine. Yeah, I don't think it did. Uh, although meditation is 
a big part of my daily life. So you do practice? Yeah, definitely do practice meditation. How often? I'd say like 15 to 20 minutes in the morning. I always, always try to remember my dreams. Um, yeah, always try to remember my dreams. I like that. 20 minutes in the morning. Just got to wake up, lay in bed, close your eyes. So you meditate laying down in bed still? Yeah, just okay. as soon as I get up, you know, practice my breathing, get my, my deep breaths in, get them out, clear my head, you know? Laying down though, not sitting up? No, I, I don't do the like... Not the pose, but just like <laughs> just getting out of bed because I would feel if I were to try to meditate while already... Like you're laying down, but you're still consciously staying awake. Yeah. It'd be hard to fight the, the just the, the quick snooze. <laughs> yeah, it could be, honestly. Uh, so yeah, so you just lay there and you breathe, we concentrate on your breathing and just clear, clear headspace. Yeah, I start with trying to remember my dreams and then eventually just tell myself to think of nothing, just focus on my breaths, you know, try to really just align myself. Have you always been doing this? No. Um, okay. Uh, I'd probably, I don't know, maybe like, I want to say like six months in the making, five months in the making. I don't know. It could, it could have been way more recent. Like Recently enough to, did someone tell you you should do it or you read a book and then that's what you got, that's what got you started? A lot of, a lot of it comes from Darius. Darius is just like a bird in my ear about meditation. Really? Like, he lives in New York right now, right? Yeah, he's he's actually um he's on a tour. Good right for now. him. Yes, yeah, so with a um, production company doing mm -hmm. some sort of play or yeah, yeah, he's yeah. doing a play. He's doing it. It's I I think he's uh just a, a national tour. It's not international. Yet. I would love to have him on. Yeah, I can arrange that. But, um, I would love to have him on. Anyway, uh, so it started with Darius, and then um, you know, ironically, I was reading the Sea of the Soul. Darius was reading the Sea of the Soul at the same time. And then uh, what really sprung it was um, I just dabbled. I was dabbling in the Quran a little bit. And Can you I, explain what that is? Dabbling or the Quran? The Quran. So the Quran is... Uh, Actually both. What's dabbling? <laughs> Messing around with. I got that one. I got that one. <laughs> the, the Quran is um, the, religious, the religious book, the guiding book of uh, Islam. And... Uh, I happen to be a Muslim, non non practicing, which is unfortunate. But um, I was I was just dabbling in it, and I read I read a couple of lines of the Quran, and it was like, God puts a veil over those of the non believers, you know, so that they can't see. He puts a veil on their hearts, and it was, it was something along those lines. Okay. And then I was reading another book, and it was a book about studying dreams, and it was also in relation to Islam, and in the book, uh the guy made a reference saying that your dreams can kind of dictate your manifestation in a sense. Does that make sense? Makes sense. So if you're dream, I'm, what I'm picking up is if you're dreaming it in one way, then you're still dreaming it in a, a, at that, in that conscious moment as well. So, so it's like your subconscious is trying to tell you something, but it's in your conscious to pay attention to the patterns that Ooh. you, that you see, you know? And, um, you know, I, I read, I read that book and, uh, just put two and two together and you got to give me these books. <laughs> That's what I'm getting from that. <laughs> got to give me some of these books. Yeah. I, I could definitely help you out, man. Definitely. Um, what was the first, the seat, uh, seat of the soul. <laughs> I yeah, I have that. I can, I'd really appreciate that. I'd I mean, get nice. it to you. I have to, as soon as, as soon as we're done, uh, going out tonight i'll give it to you that's that's awesome <laughs> i haven't read it in a while and i want to get on something i bought my own to goal would be to read once a whole book a month but have i done that yet and what month is it well no you gotta you gotta start somewhere, start right? slow i bought that one over there it's called um hidden brain it's written by a professor of psychology his name is shankar uh vendantum he has an npr podcast about it's about his book the hidden brain it's all about, it's about the unconscious mind how it sways you to Vote in the vote elections, pick what's popular, and eat these types of food, and how it's just always there. And if you're interested, you could definitely take that. Yeah, I might. I definitely might take a look it's at it. It's a lot of just research based. Has a lot of statistics backed up behind it. It's just here's his years of work, but it's just it's really phenomenal, incredible to see just this the human behavior act and force us to do things that you think you don't want to do, but you you already like embezzled it, engraved it in your mind, so it's gonna happen regardless of you. Like saying like, oh, I I don't want to vote for Hillary Clinton, and I'm gonna vote for Donald Trump. 
like you say that consciously, but then actually that probably happened the other way around. Everyone says no one wanted to vote for Donald Trump. Yeah. Everyone's like, I want to vote Hillary because don't want Donald Trump winning. But everyone subconsciously already voted for Donald Trump because they didn't want Hillary to win. That it doesn't make sense, no, but for sure, dude. This in, you know this this election was filled with with tons of mind games. It's like they it's like a war on for your brain. This election it was just so vivid. I try to I tend to stay out of politics and I should be more involved. I really want to. By all means, be but politically correct. We have should. we should as you know the American citizen. You should you should participate in elections because it's something that's very. Election turnout is the poorest it's ever been, ever. Yeah, enough. personally, 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 I don't like to vote. I don't either, but I feel like should start to vote. Uh, I went to the last voting for our, our governor up at the high school. Yeah, I haven't been there. I didn't. I kind of. I voted for the wrong person by accident. Like, I was in there and I was like, okay, how do I vote? And there was like. There's, they had the spaces open and the candidates right next to him. And I was trying to press this button for the light never came on because I wasn't hitting the button. And I couldn't find the exact spot. And I just like took a while and I just pressed the wrong eventually like, I, something lit up. I was like, OK. And then there's like different <laughs> ones I could vote for, too. I was like, one's good enough. And I walked out. Oh, my God. And I was like, what took so long? I was like, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> but I would like to be more because it's just it's what I can do. I'm fortunate enough to be able to vote, so yeah, I might as sure. well exercise that right. That's a good way to put. It. I like that. That was actually like the perfect phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good way to like, put it. I guess I should. <laughs> not to you know, because not everyone can or not everyone does. So if if I'm gonna say hey go vote not vote, I'm, I'm a hypocrite. Yeah, one hundred. But I, I like, and everyone's a hypocrite. Kind of feel like that because I was like, everybody, go out there and vote for Hillary Clinton. You know, I was like, on it, like, go vote for Hillary Clinton. Go vote for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, you know, tweeting it, everything, <laughs> and then like the election came, and I was like, I don't even have to vote. Like, <laughs> like y'all gonna do it for me? Yeah, you know, like, fuck that. Man. But now we're here. That's okay. And you know, That's for, okay. for what it's worth, for what it's worth, I. I don't know if I should say that. Actually, I'm not gonna say it. Okay, don't say yeah. it. It was never said, so it can't be. It can't be held against you in court of law. <laughs> Just fair with it. So, and the main reason I started this whole podcast was one, I just wanted to do something else outside of what I was already currently doing with work. I want to work on something that I can use to help build myself and potentially a personal brand of my own, or just whatever I can do to improve and work on my skills and assets involved in the media space. So whether it's creating content for myself, helping other people create content, everything encompassing that one umbrella or niche, I would like to practice more, but then still expand and work on other things. Like I want to work for Gary, want to work at that team just to get exposure, to network, to meet people and just mainly learn more and still figure out what I want to do. Like how you and Devin are working with each other with this music industry, you, yeah, you don't have anything, you don't have everything figured out. That's obviously true, but you know, what you want to do more so yeah for the first of all let me start by saying i'm extraordinarily proud of you thank you <laughs> um but uh for the most part yeah it's it's really every day we kind of we wake up and, it, and it's good that we do this we reflect on where we are how we got here and what we want to do which is like you know every day we'll, we'll be like we should do this and this could be the outcome and then the next day he'll hit me and he'll be like, so I thought about this while I was at work. And if we do this and this and this, there's also the outcome of, you know, we play like this, these yeah. probability games with each other. But, um, keep out weighing odds. Yeah. But, but as far as, as learning the industry as it goes, you know, um, a big focus as far as is, is really, uh, trying to master the distribution game. Of course. You know, and, um, that's kind of where our, our focus is like the promotion it can come. The marketing, it can, you know, the good music will eventually sell itself. Yes. Although it will take way longer. This is what we, this is what we were saying off the show before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. But, um, it's just like, you, the distribution is like. You mean of the music itself? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, getting it onto Apple Music, owning the samples, owning the beat. It's, own it, it's, you know. So all the licensing behind it and stuff like that. Just everything involved in the distribution department of the music industry if if you could learn that you know like xxx for example um empire says that when they when they linked up with x to sign him okay x knew exactly what kind of deal he wanted 
He was like, this is how my music is going to be distributed. This is how my promotion is going to work. This is this, this, this. He mastered the distribution. You know? He had it down pack already. And it's like, if, if, if you can get it down to that science. I still don't understand the concept. Of, so he knew exactly how he wanted to go about getting his music on the platform. Yeah. So it's like, it comes down to not only how you get it on the platform, but also who owns what. Right. So if you sign with a distribution company, they might want 20 percent of this. You know, they might you might have to cut them a check for this much. They might want to promote this, this and this. They might ask you to go do this show. They might distribution ask, company. Is that separate from like a label or like the? They can be. They can so be both. Empire is a distribution company, but I'm pretty sure if you dig deep enough, you'll find out Empire has another deal with an actual, you know, with like maybe Universal or somebody. OK. An actual, you know, in like. There's also, there's, it's just, it's really just a game of distributors. Like, okay, you started this and you signed this artist, but I'll buy you out and now I'll, you know, and that's what okay, it really comes yeah. down to. So it's all about the, the actual artist themselves. But if the artist can, can really get himself the deal that he's aspired for, like X did, like if you go in there with a the mindset where it's kind of just like, all right, so for example, X was like, I don't want anybody to promote any of my music. You know, X's promotion was all self done. Okay. So he owned... All of his masks. Well, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't want to say that. I, I won't get us For the far. most part. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he did his own promotion. He, he would tell you when he was dropping music. No label would come out and say, I'm dropping your music. You know, and it, it all came from him. It was all real. His his clothing line was him. He wasn't doing interviews if he didn't want to do interviews. Gotcha. You know, it was it was kind of like uh, another person is like Frank Ocean. When I don't know if you heard about this. I probably did not, but I know uh, who Frank Ocean is. Yes. Frank Ocean had a deal with Apple Music. $20 million deal. Uh... They were like, it's it's a one album deal. Put it on Apple Music, and you get just twenty million dollars. It came out like three years. They 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 went back and forth. Frank Ocean and, and Apple. He came out, um, gave them like an a seven hour video of him building a staircase and his his music playing in the background. Crazy, bro. It's still on Apple right now. The album's called Endless. Gave him like a seven hour video of him building a staircase. It was it was an Apple premiere, and um, he got off he got off his his label off of that he gave them that and that was his ticket off the label he got the 20 million dollar check and that was his contract he like he fulfilled he his, contract. his contract and then the very next day the very next day he gave the people the real album blonde so he dropped endless on apple as an apple premiere for 20 million dollars finesse the industry because he knew what he wanted mm -hmm. and, and then the next day he was like and by the way here's blonde which is all my like i own all my masters he put, so how do you get how do you get blonde out it was still released on apple Right. Yeah, because he, he had his. But it wasn't Apple owned. No, because so he uses he uses Apple for this for their distribution at that point. Correct. Where it's like on every stream, wow. you know, Apple would say, for example, if Apple gives you a dollar for every stream, okay, they probably like uh, probably made like a dollar thirty on that stream, you know, gotcha. and they'll give you the dollar, or they probably made two dollar, however, so it works. So he came out and he released that entire project independent, and he made all the profits off it. So he took $20 million from Apple, probably pocketed Is that kind of cheating the system a little bit or no? Because he told Apple, like, hey, I'll give you this album three years later. Yeah, did he give him an album? Yeah, he, he gave him he gave him the album. Not what not what they wanted, yeah, though. Yeah, it was... I, I think what, what had happened is probably when he signed his deal, he, he had full creative control of his album. So, he, oh my God. So he obviously had the clauses were always like, he knew exactly what he wanted, and he got it in contracts prior to... So he was, and then he came out. I want to look up more into this after this. That's super interesting. Wow. Hit finessed Apple for $20 million. And as a matter of fact, because of that, um, Apple doesn't do any more like special releases on their, on their, uh, well, they just need to work on their legal team, if anything. It's not Frank Ocean's fault. <laughs> I believe, uh, was it Tim Cook or whatever? He came out and he was just like, yeah, we're done. We're not doing this anymore. He's like, like yeah, Frank Ocean ruined it for everybody. <laughs> I mean, I don't the know. ultimate finesse, man. Apple already makes too much money anyway, so they're fine. They just released the AirPods 2 and everything. They're exactly the same. I see you flexing with them, though. Oh, I don't. F I did when I first got them, just because <laughs> no, I gotta, no. gotta have fun. Gotta have a little fun with it. But anymore now, now I'll flex. With I got that. a sticker on one. Like I spray painted my case blue because I, I don't. <laughs> it looks like not Tic Tacs. It looks like dental floss. <clears throat> it looks you know it looks too clean. I gotta I gotta dirty up, dirty and rug it up and make it mine, which is what I do with everything. So I like the idea of customizing it and making it yours. Yeah. Just because okay yeah I bought it here but. The way I wear it is not going to be the way everyone else wears it or 
And with it comes with anything. It. I like that. I like Put a little that. spin on it. Like my backpack, I spray paint a little bit on it. Like you see, you should see my soccer bag. It's a collection <laughs> of there's a Beats there's a Beats headphone case sewn to the side to hold like my phone and water bottle. The front is ripped off because it was just destroyed. The zipper's broken. I now have a wire mechanism system to like drawstring it shut. It's beautiful. Oh, it's a gorgeous bag. Yeah. I love it so much. <laughs> and it can fit two soccer balls. The innovation is outlandish. Oh, so is it that or is it just some cheap too? I'm gonna go ahead and say it's the innovation. I'll take a little bit of the cheapness. It's okay. <laughs> it's like I don't. Well, again, I don't need to buy anything, so it's just what I got. It's fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. I need nothing else to help me with whatever I was doing. So plain and simple. So now you're currently in school right now. Yeah. Um, How's that? It's a you know. It's weird being uh, the old kid on campus <laughs> or the old kid in class. You're not, you're not that old, though. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's just, you know, it's just weird, like, being the 23-year-old in the class. like. Um, but it's cool, you know. I, I, I re-enrolled at St. John's, which um, it had to be St. John's, like, uh, which is, it's cool. I'm in the city. Um, you know, I get to meet people. It's it's got a good environment, and uh, I I feel like I'm finally studying something that I kind of like. You know, I'm, I'm I went back to school for advertising. Okay, and it's like I don't know. It's it's got like a special place in my heart. Like I actually like it's like oh you got a test on Monday. It's like I have a test on Monday. Like I can't wait to study. Like, like cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's You're excited like, <laughs> about it. That's good. As weird as that sounds, but um, it's not weird. It's just you found something. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, man, I, I went back to St. John's. That's where I am now. What specifically about advertising attracts you? Um, you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and be honest. Yeah. Uh, the manipulation. I was gonna say it's a lot of psychology involved. It's yeah, it's the manipulation. You know, um, I think I I want to go ahead and say like for my first three advertising classes, like the biggest stressed point was ethics you know it's like where are your ethics you can advertise without them or you can advertise you know and, and a lot of the times they give you two examples where it's like go ahead and put your ethics to the side and advertise to popular culture advertise do this do that but if you don't have a good pr you're fucked you know it's like you can't play that game if your p if your pr department is not top of the line because you're going to get that attention. And with attention comes duality, the good and the bad. So you're going to get that attention and you're going to be like, holy shit, how do I sway these bads to be good? Now, how do I change their attitude, you know? Mm -hmm. And your PR can only really do that. Because if you just keep going on in a limb, advertising, 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 you're just going to deplete your budget. So, um... Uh, that example was without ethics. Yeah, yeah. Okay. With, with ethics would, you know, it's, it's kind of like, um, with ethics would be like... You know, it, it's it's fucked up because there aren't too many examples. Because it's not profitable, I feel like. Yeah, uh, you know what is a, is a good one? Um, the Kaepernick ad. People might fucking hate me for saying that. No, uh, okay, yeah, I that's no, that's great ethics. You kidding me? I I thought the Kaepernick ad was Nike standing up and saying we're an ethical company. We're we're gonna try and be bigger than just sports now. Um, and I that all by the way, I feel like is linked to LeBron James, but. We're not even because like, how so just give me a quick second how is that linked to LeBron I feel like LeBron kind of went on a limb and uh when he opened the school and, okay and, I was gonna and say that if, whole movement you know the bigger than basketball oh, movement, it was a beautiful started, movement yeah it was a fantastic thing for him to do you know I I think um at that point he kind of uh he allowed athletes to transcend the the realm of just being athletes I like that yeah you know and you can't, it's not easy to, you know, because Muhammad Ali tried it, done. You know, Kaepernick tried it, done. And it's not easy to do that. Ali was like a nation worldwide phenomenon. Everyone knew who he was. But he, they tried to lock him up. When he, he also, they very stripped true. him of his title, everything. That was different. But now that, I guess, again, different times back then, but I guess that's the only excuse we can really say about that, which is unfortunate. But you put, you put Ali in LeBron's position today, he is. No one's being mad at him. He's not getting locked up at all. So he, yeah, yeah. LeBron now is they can't lock he, him the right time, right yeah. place, right time, right mindset. And that's and I, I don't I I link him heavily to that whole Nike movement now because I don't know I just I feel like he kind of like 
he really took one for for all athletes where it was like I'll I'll fall on the sword for you if shit goes wrong. But thankfully, shit didn't go wrong. Yeah, I don't think anything is going wrong. And the backlash with Kaepernick, I think mainly just came from. I understand the the different views on it because it's what he stands for. A lot of it comes back to is standing up for the flag or not standing up or, yeah. stand, or kneeling for the flag. Which, by the way, I think is is wild disrespectful. But but he had some of like the most valid logic you can give for why he wasn't standing for that flag. And when I when when I felt we the people were overreacting mm-hmm. was at the point when when veterans were coming out and yeah i understand they were 50 50 but but some veterans were coming out and saying you don't have to stand like you know this this is why i fought for the country exactly and at that point i was just kind of like all right well why are we still mad then you know it's kind of just like why are we i don't know it's just confusing topics but at the same time like i'm not just gonna sit here and condone it and be like go go everybody and don't kneel for the pledge. Don't, you know, like, don't do that just because you're bored. You know, like, you can't do that. No, that's 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 just irresponsible. That's not understanding. But if you have reason and logic behind your actions, you mm-hmm. know, and I can't really say much then, you know. like No, yeah, you like, it pretty much speaks for itself the way you act in that situation. Regardless of your viewpoints matter on the actions that you're taking. Like you said, if you're just bored and like, you know what, Kaepernick did it, I'm going to do it too. Well, then it's not the same effect. What His his motivations and, and um, intentions, you're not mimicking those. You're just playing along. And I, I hate to get into like these topics, you know, because uh, we have come so far. Although, actually, that may be an illusion. But, um, you know, we do have to remember, like, slavery was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like, slavery was a thing. And... Because slavery was a thing, you know, you have to pay mind and pay heed and and give your respects to the fact that there's people still talking about, like, you know, the effects, the everlasting effects that that are going on, you know? And it's kind of like a lot of people just live their day-to-day lives and we're blessed. We don't have to see this, Mm -hmm. you know? But but people that are, especially Kaepernick, who's in this position of power— he's kind of like redirecting all this energy and he's like, yo, all this energy that's on me, everything that, that's coming my, I want to redirect it here and shed light on, on what's actually still going on. You know, I, you can't it's do bringing nothing. attention to what's still already there. You can't, you can't do nothing but salute it because it's, it, it's, it's a real thing. Like, you know, it's, it's a real thing. Like this is a country that for a while we didn't, we didn't. You want to make a difference, go broad. That's exactly what Nike did with that commercial. <laughs> They wanted That's to make a purpose, facts. they wanted to stand out, and they tried to reach as far as they wanted to. They hit a lot of people at home, but also pissed off mainly, the, again, the fans that, I want to use my words carefully, because um, that are just sensitive to the fact that in one man's opinion, actions, granted how high on the pedestal most people place him because he is this pop culture icon outside of football, which... Again, you said LeBron was able to help break through and saying, hey, we're not just athletes. Like, we're people, too. Yeah, and that was, like, crucial. Like, yeah. that was, like, you know, like you said, pivotal perfect moment. timing. Like, that was crucial. Somebody, Because somebody had to fall on that sword where it was, like, mm-hmm. if they stood up and did it, there could be no repercussions because of who they were. And I feel like LeBron was, like, I can do that. He can take a hit. I'm, I'm LeBron. I can do that. I'm you the know? king. Yeah, like- you know? King falls, but he'll still get back up again. He'll be he fine. He didn't even fall, really. No, I don't. Like, I don't <laughs> think he. I don't think nothing goes on him. If anything, he gets painted in a phenomenal light. Because look, take a person who, one, he no no college education. We looked at we look at that very you know highly in this life. Or that you don't want to go to college. It's very you know not highly, but very. It's a bad thing. It's a stigma. Yeah. No college education. Um, he had children before marriage. I think he had possibly two. He grew up without a father, grew up in a poor town of Akron, Ohio. And yet this is a man that you never hear anything bad about in, the, in, in tabloids or anything. Never anything about cheating on his wife, hitting his wife, hurting any kids. Never any disputes with like fans outside of the basketball arena. Never any just bad bad publicity. And that's everyone gives him so much just shit for the things that he does the amount of you know the level headedness it takes for someone to come from nothing and manage to never get involved in anything bad in his life all on his own and still gets crap is just preposterous it's it's, it's duality man there's always two sides to everything 
even if it doesn't make sense. <laughs> and with those two sides, yeah, like we were saying before, how these long-lasting effects that still affecting from slavery days, people are still being affected by that now. And I, can, I personally will never be able to understand that type of pain that either they're going through or their any other past went to. The best thing that I can do is just empathize with them. Yeah, one hundred. You know, I can't um, do it. I really can't do much else. I can acknowledge that it happens and it did. I understand that it's still happening, which is to a different degrees. But talking about it helps because yeah. it just spreads the message of it. I think one hundred percent awareness. You know, um, this I can't say the only th- awareness. It's one of the many things that, um, you know, I think qualifies as reparations. Uh, I, I maybe not even, you know, I might not even, I'm trying to think of a perfect way to put this. Some people may not even think that I should be really speaking on it. You feel me? Okay, like who are you to like who? Like, yeah, because who are I, you to say yeah, this? Because because my, you know, you see my skin. I'm not. Okay. I'm not black. I'm I'm from North Africa. Um. But really, uh, <laughs> let's say I'm very fair. <laughs> um, but really, I, I think, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of reparations that can be paid. And I think, um, awareness is definitely one of them, but you know, I, even, even deeper than that, I, I just think, uh, I think it's time for the conversation, man. It's 2019. I just, I can't see why two human beings can have a conversation and, and, realize that they're not so much different like whose side are you on we're all on the same team play for it you know it, it's kind of just like play for it uh at this point it's just like the conversation is long overdue like I, and i feel like trump kind of had a you know i know you hate talking about politics but uh I'm, I, I just hate talking about it because i'm not so informed okay so i don't like to sound ignorant when talking about it okay yeah fair um do not I just put my quick two cents. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, I I feel like uh, Trump had a had a very big um, you know, part, and and I feel like we had, we'd almost reached this level of where communication would be, you know, ex like not acceptable. Acceptable is not the right word. Where communication would be valid, you know, where where people were finally starting to understand each other. Of course, you know. Racism will forever live, and there's always going to be pay unfair. Like you know, all all that shit will always exist. But I I feel like yeah. as people, you know, um, we had really reached this level where we were finally starting to like get along. You know, with the Bernie Sanders coming out, and like you, you just seen so much of like un- uniting, like unity, especially coming from that generation. I still think like you, you has know? a lot of hold to it. And then like. It was like the media like had stepped in and was like, nah, fuck that. Like everybody pay mind to this negativity right here, you know? Let's right. let's single out the Muslims, then let's single out the Mexicans, and let's single out the Russians. And it was just like, yo, like we were just mad close. Like what just happened? Just like you two know? steps back, three steps back. And it, it was like it was the biggest game of if you control both sides of the argument, you control the argument. It, that's oh, 100%. That's just, it was like the biggest game that just took place. If all eyes are on you, you have more influence than what's actually being said. You know, in the advertising world, yeah, you know that, <laughs> just in general. The Trump just... So easy to be just manipulated and swayed and... Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck, dude. Don't trust what you see in the media. Trust what you hear on independent productions like this show, by the way. The BS podcast. The uh, Plan B. With, it was. Oh, you switched it, it? I switched like five fucking times. <laughs> it's Plan B with Brandon Shammy because Plan the B. Plan B podcast. The Plan B podcast. I kind of like that name better than the BS podcast. It's. I think it's a little more applicable to everybody because, yeah, everyone says, oh, what's your plan A? Okay, well. What's your wh- plan B? What's next? <laughs> Plan C, and it goes on and on and on. And also the B can be associated with Brandon, so it just works. Not, not the plan, plan B it rolls off the tongue a lot. Usually. I don't know if I can get in trouble by Plant Parenthood or like any, just whoever makes the, plant, the pill at morning after pill. <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to roll with the punches. I don't have to worry about anyone coming after me. <laughs> I'm a little independent thing <laughs> in the basement. We're fine. But yeah, that was sort of... I love where like the whole just your perspective and background on just I don't know I feel like that's the first time in a while I've heard someone speak similar to what I believe for sure just the the sheer optimism that you have when you just when you speak about these things you're always so 
Well, yeah, you know, you know, you know the what's right, but there's always you have to think of the actions of what other people are going to do, and you always have to be one step ahead. It seems, and life is just a chess game, you know. Everyone's playing checkers. Yes. <laughs> Fun. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm recently going to be changing this just to, to set a little bit. Okay. I'm gonna be getting foam panels on the wall, to just like, the sound. and just have a look because I want to start filming them. So I want to I want to make a set. Okay. You feel. Um, I'm going to put like f- fake wood on the floor just to cover up the the red rug and have just put literally two chairs and a table. And I don't, I don't know how close I want the table, but I was thinking like the conversation starts to get really good and whatever we're talking about just flowing, like how interesting would it be to have like, you know, while we do a podcast, just have a game of checkers going on as well. Just like a subconscious <laughs> little game. Like you're talking, it's just like, well, well you know, just... <laughs> Things are going, and that's how the con- but it, it just could stimulate a different flow of conversation. Yeah, for sure. You should definitely give it a try, man. I would like, to, I want to get like a setup tomorrow morning. I'm going to Home Depot and getting some stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds like it would be a good time, man. I want to promote it and I want to start putting stuff. I have, I'm doing my own Instagram. I want to start running like my own ads and trying to just grow and showcase my skills yeah. and just also just have fun with it. I was thinking of like, Okay, yeah, I say this is plan B and I have the purpose of I bring all these guests on the show and I was thinking like it's sort of more so just I want to like bring a voice to other people that aren't me. I'm only one demographic. <laughs> I mean, there's so many other types of people out there, boys and girls, men and women that you know, they all they, maybe we're all living we're all living in this town of North Brunswick, but we didn't all get here the same way. We're all not leaving the same way either. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see just like what everyone's mindset and just their direction is i've talked to a bunch of our friends recently i've like i've talked to steven i've talked to imran fayazi (laughs) i've talked to troy i've talked to megan brewey i've talked to this kid john l john l brown he's he was a sophomore when we were seniors in high school i know i didn't know who he was but i met him at the gym nice nice gentleman talked to all these people and everyone's not like no one's lined up the same i talked to my friend keith from school (laughs) and no one's like lined up exactly the same or even remotely the same and i think that's just fucking fascinating it's wild right it is the mind is a crazy place man. mind is a crazy place the body it's in is even crazier yeah we all have a mind it's just okay how are you gonna use it yeah right used to think so differently like just like two (laughs) years ago even like just till now just thinking about like what you said when I graduated, you're like, all right, like, how'd you feel? I was just like, like, I, like, it wasn't just like it hit me. I was just like, okay, and like, what's next? Like, now what? <laughs> like, I know I'm done. Am I supposed to follow another course or is this all, is it all me now? And newsflash, it's all you. Yeah, yeah. Life is hard. <laughs> it's all you. And I have aspirations just off that phone call I had. Like, I just want to do more. Not for me, but for others. And this, I feel like this is, even though I'm doing this podcast for me in a way, it's still for others because it gives other people a chance to give them a voice. Yeah, for sure. But I want that voice to be heard. And in order for that voice to be heard, mine needs to be heard. So that's something I want to work on with this is just reaching greater audiences and which I'll have to throw money in, which I don't mind doing. I'm going to start budgeting it that myself, just, you know, a couple, couple of months or so. And see where if traction can be made. I think I think it can be. You being an advertising major, you loved some of your <clears throat> tricks. <laughs> yeah, I could I could you trick know. these fools, but <laughs> I could definitely help you. I took a theories to theories of persuasion class, I think it was my sophomore year. I just talked a lot about just like a lot more with designing things with like using your like a little bit of color theory, like what colors you use uh, drives your okay. message and like that behind that like that gist of things like red drives fear yellow drives this yellow blue drives kind of like sorrow yellow can be excitement and happiness green can mean like confidence like but it also depends you could have it can mean one thing in one way but then depending how you use it another way it can be can yeah like you said it's all mind games colors are (laughs) mine's blue i want to go with blue for my theme one i like it and i think a light blue and let me show you the actual color it's like um you know the diamond, uh, not the diamond. You know the Nike SB diamonds, like the no. the the, the slow top or high top dunks. If you saw a picture of them, you like those things, yeah. Like, that's the color. <laughs> that's that's the color you wanna. Like that's what I'm going with right now. 
I kind of that's like a light, that's like a turquoise. It's, right? Yeah, it's very very bright turquoise blue, like a diamond blue. It's like I'm calling it. Tiffany, they're called Tiffany Dunks. First of all, the pair of sneakers you're showing me are thousand dollars. Well, because this is the resale <laughs> on Stock X. When they came out, you know, reset retail price it was like a hundred bucks back in the I've day. Seen them though. They're probably the most the most popular as Nike Dunk. Yeah, for sure. And that matches that color almost. Similar. Yeah, that turquoise is like really eye pleasing. Well, good. I or found it off an Instagram blue. account. Yeah, it's like a diamond blue. <laughs> found it off this artist artist Instagram page, Shelby and Sandy, and I I took their color palette because it's really <laughs> vibrant and just inviting. But you know, colors are mysterious, man. Colors are mysterious. You know, we can't even see all of the colors. Can't even hear all the sounds. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm taking a quantum theory class this semester. Quantum theory class. Professor walks in. What's the what's the application to advertising? Uh, there's no. I needed a science class to graduate. Oh, cool. And I was like, what is one science class that I would pay attention in? And quantum quantum theory. That's awesome. <laughs> quantum theory. Quantum theory. You so, can't see all the colors. Why? Um, it's just like, I guess it, there's like this ultra, I don't know, man, I don't want to bullshit you. So <laughs> there's these frequencies, right? And, uh, you know, depending on the radiation, like purple is the most harmful. I think, uh, red was the least harmful or not red. Uh, I think it was red actually. Red is the least harmful. Okay. But, um, the eye can only see so much of these colors. So it's like there's more colors that we don't know about, but that I can only see like within these like frequencies. So colors. there's like a spectrum that we get. Yeah. Or like, frequency, like you're saying. Honestly, if I showed you the spectrum, you would be like, I've seen this in science class like a million times. It's literally like that that thing where it's like this this frequency is UV rays and then this frequency is like and got then it. it's got all those colors, but like the spectrum is continuous. Like we don't know that, but it's like continuous. We just the human eye just can't see them. Fair enough. And uh I thought that was like wild because <laughs> I, I was like, was what really color cool. is everything? Like, you know, well, black. Yeah. But that's what the absence of light. No, what? No, white's the absence of light. White is the absence. Okay. Cause black, black, of no black is the absence of white is white is all the colors combined. Yeah. No, I got to look this up. White, white might be that's white is gray. All the colors combined <laughs> is black or white. The absence of color. <laughs> Uh, I think it was I think it was white The first thing he said Right It was white Both statements can be true Depends on if you're mixing pigments Or mixing lights Okay This is just like an actual <laughs> This yes. is something My quantum theory professor Would love to talk about Um, He can probably talk My ear off for days <laughs> And yours yourself What other interesting classes Did I take in college Um, I took the audio classes I took also took a Very basic Video editing class Which so we were supposed to edit in a software called Advid, which is like the universal video editing software. I've heard of that. So for but usually like TV shows and even movies work with this. Oh, okay. And that's what the whole pro class was supposed to be done in. Yeah, I didn't do that. I used my Premiere Pro, <laughs> so I knew how to use it, and I just flew by so fast. I was like, "This is so much easier. I can already do this." And she almost called me because like exported the file and I can on a different file, but she never noticed. So I was just like, "We are good." I really like your uh, video editing skills, by the way. I think Thank I've you. like mentioned it to you like twenty times now, but I tr I'm trying to just dabble more and like it's just so time consuming is a thing. I can imagine, but I enjoy it. Like it's very like that one little clip you saw. Like that took me like literally probably like two hours. Really? Looking at it now, if I look at it, I can, like if I see someone edit, like I can do that in like half an hour. <laughs> like, but just doing it actually took a little. It, yeah, because uh, yeah, I didn't. Everything's always a blank slate when I started with it. I was just like, I'm just going to wing it and then... No, but it's I, I, I like the creative direction behind it, though. Thank you. I definitely do, man. You're, you could tell, like, uh, you're really dedicated to this. And it's kind of, like, motivational to be here and see it. Thanks, like, and appreciate it's manifestation. it. <laughs> I have a slight foundation, which I, I just want to work and build, which is why I would like... Literally, I would love to help you and Devin out any way possible. We'll talk, we'll talk off. It's offset. <laughs> what we what can happen but i would really be excited to just you know get involved yeah man love to as i said we'd love to have you man I appreciate that. sure like no questions asked i mean i got a camera it's not the best but whatever what i was always told it's not about the camera you're working with it's who's working the camera and it's, it's true because you i can give I completely understand what you're saying because you, you probably are more comfortable with that anyway 
Oh, for sure than that. But if I were to give you that, like you could, you can put no, it in the movie. That'd probably be awful. You can put it in the movie setting. It does all like the lighting and everything for you, like itself. But there's also like the manual mode, which is where people say you get more creative because you can <laughs> add in that contrast or blur, make it make it overexposed or underexposed if you want and stuff like that. That's where that create creativity comes into play. All right. But yeah, it's all about just if you don't have the foundation behind it, you, you can't do anything. Like you're screwed. Yeah. You're screwed, just like how you're, like, a, like I think, coming full circle with working with music and really focusing now more so on the quality. You're like, okay, well, we build this, this solid foundation, this quality of this this beast of a production that we have, and mm-hmm. we know what we're producing is good. Now it just needs to get out there. Well, if it's good enough, it will get out there. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. It will. I have no doubt. Hopefully. <laughs> In our... Our shitty marketing ploys. Hey, hey. How old, how old are we, 23? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of time left. I'd say it's 23 in May. It's 23, right 23 in May. <laughs> Why, well, yeah, I turned 23 in music, December. You know, the music is... It's good. It's The sound... I have to hear... The sound is good. I haven't heard a lot of his music. I could show you some unreleased tracks. I would love off to. The, off the podcast. I would love to. But, um, you know, a lot of it is just like... I always tell Devin, um, you're like the healing frequency. Like <laughs> I, I can immediately just just listening off his his one release on Spotify. It's called uh, Marowum. Marowum. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's based off an anime. I think. Well, I figured with the video, there's yeah. a little, and you can hear the anime in there. His voice was just like I showed Brooke. I had her listen to it, and I was just like. That's my like that's a good friend of mine. She goes, that was good. Yeah. Like she's like, it's, like <laughs> not you, only did it, not only does he sound good, but like the quality of just the the audio itself. Like I know audio a little bit now, and when I hear that, I was like, that was clean. Like that was crisp. Yeah, we um sounded like you like maybe you said you recorded that in a closet or something. Couldn't we did re- all right fucking great closet. <laughs> <laughs> we did record it in a closet, but um we actually we took it to. Uh, that one we took to a studio all the way up in uh north jersey um and we spent like a very a very big amount of money uh, mm-hmm. not too big though like probably like four i think four hundred dollars okay to um, get it like ma- mixed and mastered yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever we, we sat there for like four hours uh for like three days <laughs> went home brought it back it was a whole lot of like you know and over the process of like a week it was like his first release under okay. supreme cause so like over the process of like week and a half um from recording frame. to edit to mixing and everything no just just mixing just the mixing <laughs> process just the mixing, which is like i think that's kind of quick week and a half but like thank god um shout out to sagraph he was the guy that mixed it and mastered it thank god sagraph was quick on his feet and um you know, he was dedicated, and he, he finished that project in like a week and a half. Like Sounds great. Sending it back and forth, like airs everything. Sounds great. Yeah. So. We were just able to put it out. Like that was like definitely one of his best sounding songs for sure. Um, for sure. Like the, from from everything, like from the mastering to the mixing. So, so you've had so prior to releasing this one, you sold like songs in the archives, like stuff like you your files, obviously. Yeah, I, uh, we probably got like. Sit on those files. Don't, don't, don't. Oh yeah. You can use those. Sit on them. Even though you think, oh, I'm not gonna release it, you can, you can still use it, not release it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Realistically, man, I think he has like close to like 120, 150 in in just this short time frame. Yeah. Of unreleased. He songs. started doing this. Say like it's been like two or three. Yeah, I'd say two, two, two and a half years now. Um, but from getting our own like setup where he was able to just freely record uh it's probably been like a year that's awesome yeah and that's at his crib yeah yeah, yeah that's where it needs to be <laughs> yeah true and then uh you know i can't wait to see what's to come <laughs> yeah, i'm ex- it's gonna be exciting i think with you on board i would love to hey i would love to could join i'd love to help could probably make it work man well in due time yeah of course, everything. in due time all great things take time so, um, one, thank you so much for coming on. I did not expect this podcast to talk the way, to things that we talked about and not think it would go in that direction. <laughs> I thought it'd be more so just the music side of things and whatnot, but we still steered heavily from that, which I thought was 
honestly the more interesting part of things just <laughs> yeah. hearing like your recommendations for the books that you're reading to the, the things that you're learning to what you're actually practicing I thought it was very insightful and valuable to not only me but for the listeners with that being said we're coming to the close and I always like my guests to have the end, the ending moments to themselves whether they want to say something about them about somebody else if you'd like to plug anything we talked a lot about Devin and his great music but if there's anything else you'd like to mention just a message a message to people listening in the floor is yours um, if you want to speak at all no alright well first um, first of all again for like the fifth time this podcast so 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 proud of you love the setup big fan of the podcast thank you thank you it means a lot yeah of course man um you know, to whoever's listening, uh, first of all, thank you for making it this far. <laughs> <laughs> I really wonder how many people listen through, but... <laughs> Does it not show you the numbers? It shows me, like, how many people have, like, clicked on it. And maybe li- it could have been, like, five seconds. Okay, it could have been, like, uh, a minute. But I know how many plays. Okay. Okay. Um. Well, thank you for everybody that made it this far. My mom will make it this far. Say hi, Debbie. Hi, Debbie. <laughs> Thank you. She'll, so get a huge, she'll get a huge kick out of that. <laughs> I swear to God, she will. <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, really. Uh, just thank you, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm local. If anybody's in New Jersey, North Brunswick, uh, I am. I do study advertising, as Brandon mentioned, and I am going to start trying to be more open to working with a lot of different people. Brandon's kind of putting me onto that wave. Um, I think so- we all should. <laughs> so that's a pure inspiration from the Shamsers. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but really, hit me up if um, you guys have any questions or anything. What's your Instagram? Uh, at El Shoba. Spell e- it out for him. Yes. E L S H O U B A. E L S H O U B A. And um, you know, I just hope everybody's doing well really taking care of themselves and uh there's a really nice quote that i've been wanting to read as <laughs> shammy read it once earlier he didn't finish it if you want to make a difference go broad but if you want to make a money if you want to make money i'm gonna add the a in there <laughs> if you want to make a money <laughs> target it and uh so don't let that go over your heads thank you guys for tuning in thank you so much everybody take care